Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of Courage to be Curious. This entire year of 2020 is dedicated to exploring and asking productively curious questions. Honestly, there is no simpler or better tool to facilitate positive change in our lives, relationships, and in our workplaces than learning to ask and answer more productively curious questions. So let's dive right in to today's question and today's full episode. On today's episode, I wanted to come back to our live, lead, and love with the courage to be curious card decks. That actually was the intention for 2020. And then as we entered the pandemic and sheltering at home, I took a break from that and decided to first ask questions that seemed really relevant to where we were in the context of sheltering in place. And then a number of guests sort of popped up out of the woodwork, which offered, I think, a really great interruption to our normal flow and cycle. And I'm going to take this notion of interruption to normal flow and cycle and bring that forward again in this podcast. And that was such a wonderful surprise. I've gotten so many good responses from people who really enjoy the things that the guests have from bringing forward and the conversations we've been having, and I am sure that there will be more. But for today, I wanted to come back, and I actually decided to pull a question out of the love deck, because we've been sheltering in place now. Um, It's been quite a while. We might be on about week 10 here for most people, could be longer for some, and You've been, if you're sheltering in place and you're with other people in your home, which most people are with at least one other person, but even if you're just with yourself at home, you might be getting to the place where you could be finding someone in your home irritating by now. Maybe you're getting a little tired of being in the same space. Maybe you're tripping over each other. Maybe you're just getting unnerved a little bit. And so I wanted to talk about what happens to us in these kinds of situations and maybe what are some strategies and things that we can find to shake things up a bit. It seems to me, I don't know for sure, I'm not predicting anything, but even as places start to open up, it seems that many of us are still going to be spending a lot of time at home. I know I've been thinking with my daughter, okay, you haven't been home for a summer in like I don't even know how, since maybe you're nine years old or something like that, what will it be like um, to to be home without maybe an active job or things like that going? So wanted to explore this topic. And so the question that was in the love deck, which I am modifying a little bit for our purposes here today is, where do I find fault in or blame with the person that I care about? And what are the consequences of holding on to this perspective of blame. So let's start there. Again, as we get a little bit irritated, as if we're feeling at all stressed, or just because we're spending so much time with each other, it's easy to let that start to come out in terms of feeling frustrated, finding blame, finding fault. You're doing this. It's annoying. I don't like this. How come you're doing this? How come you're doing that? And of course, even if we were not sheltering in place, this is a place that we often go. And sometimes it's really, really hard to be our best selves, even with the people that we care deeply about, which might be our children, it might be our 
partners or spouses, maybe we have a parent that lives with us, or maybe there's a roommate of some other kind that we care about. But over time, we can find ourselves falling into these patterns of blaming or finding fault and things like that. So where does that pattern come from in the first place? Let's just talk about that. So anytime that we get stressed for any reason, maybe we get less sleep. That's always a big stressor for me. Maybe we've not been eating right. Maybe we've not been getting exercise. Maybe we are feeling under a lot of pressure for some reason. Financial situations can make us feel stressed or vulnerable. Maybe we're feeling you know, concerned about things that will happen. Any of those things that activate our nervous system and make us feel stressed can cause us to kind of descend into a blame or a fault game with somebody. And the truth of the matter is it doesn't even always have so much to do with them. It just has to do with the fact that we've reached our tolerance thresholds. We, we've reached our levels at which we were able to cope with whatever those things are. Our nervous system is on high alert. And then we tend to take that out on the people that are closest to us because they're typically physically closest to us. And subconsciously, we know that they will likely care about us no matter how much we spiral down into something that's not so wonderful. In any case, so we can get, we can go into blame and fault for those reasons. To get a little bit more nuanced in that, and just because it might strike a chord with some people, oftentimes we externalize blame and fault because we're actually trying to fulfill something inside of ourselves. So the first reason was our nervous system is stressed because of external events. But the second reason is, is we can feel lacking or missing something inside. So maybe we need our nervous system stress and we need to be soothed. And we, like again, subconsciously sort of say, well, you're right here. How come you're not making me feel better? How come you're not making me feel less stressed? How come you're not making me feel less vulnerable in this space that I'm in, whatever that is? Sometimes we also look to another person in our lives to make us feel secure. Maybe somebody is supposed, I'm not supposed to feel vulnerable if you're doing your job, right? Like you're supposed to help me feel secure and safe. And as soon as we start to feel unsafe or insecure, insecure for any reason, which could be financial, it could be emotional, it could be any other reason, then we can turn because we're externalizing. We're thinking that this person out there, isn't it their job to make sure that we don't feel badly? And look, let's be honest, we're all guilty of doing that to somebody in our lives at some point. We may have done that to our parents. We may have done that even to our children. And we certainly do it to people that are significant, like spouses and partners in our lives. We go into the space where it's like, aren't you supposed to make things okay for me? And another one of these vulnerable places for us is feeling valid and worthy. Like maybe we've screwed something up. Maybe we didn't get a job or we messed something up at work or we fell down on our face as a parent or something like that. And we're just having this moment of not feeling so you know, satisfied with ourselves, not feeling so worthy or not feeling so competent or things like that. And immediately we sort of look outside. We once, we're hungry for some validation of ourselves. And when that person doesn't deliver, you know, we blame or we get angry with them. So there are just a lot of things that can cause us to go into the blame and fault finding, and all of them are kind of normal human responses. 
problem is, is that they're not always our most productive responses, right? Because when we go into blame and fault, it actually becomes such an incredibly slippery slope. Like once we start getting frustrated, once we start blaming, once we start finding fault, it snowballs. Like those things just build on each other, build and build and build and build. And suddenly, how did we like, how did this person who we loved and cared about suddenly become so horrible and, and, uh, you know, so able to just make us so frustrated, so angry, or so dissatisfied. And so we just have to recognize that pattern of how it can build. And so that's what prompted me. I mean, honestly, this just sort of happened, but I, my attention sort of came to a second card in the love deck. And in the love deck of the love with the courage to be curious, there's two halves of the deck. And one half of the deck really focuses on questions that cultivate a sense of self-love. Both of these questions come from the half of the deck that are about how do I care well for someone who is important in my life? So they have a little icon of two hearts, myself and another person, whereas the first half of the deck have a little single heart icon, how I love myself. And so the other question that I gravitated toward was, why do I feel grateful to have this person in my life? And that question starts us on to into the conversation, brings us into the conversation around once I start to feel irritated with somebody and, you know, hopefully before things kind of really, really bubble up and come to a full head is I can recognize the pattern I'm in. I can maybe hear Adina's voice in my head right now saying, it's not really true that this person has suddenly become so inattentive or so bad or so full of fault or so you know, worthy of blame and all of those things. But there may be a dynamic going on with them and also with inside me that's causing me to see this person that way, right? There's always more than one thing going on, but this podcast is about owning our piece of it, which is what's going on inside me that may be causing me to see this person in this particular way. And how could I shift my perspective? Because it will be healthier for me. And it will also give us an opportunity to shift the relationship back onto a healthier track. I just have to insert here that it can be very seductive to stay in the blame and fault finding game. I don't know. There's something that feels very powerful about finding the fault and blaming someone else and being in the right. It almost feels like being on top of a mountain and like waving the flag and I'm the one who's supposed to win here. And for a short while, that might provide an adrenaline high or something like that. But the truth of the matter is, is that it erodes relationships, right? That being right, we can either be right or we can be in relationship. And if we want to stay on that righteous mountaintop, we're going to be out of relationship. We're going to be by ourselves. So how do we bring ourselves back into relationship when we've gone into this place? And another caveat here, I don't want to say that this is going to solve every problem that might be a long-term chronic issue in a relationship. Those require different things. But these are things that come, you know, that arise just in the intermittence of life. And so how do we bring things back on track? What can we do? And this question on the card, I think, is a first great step, is to really pause and first, you know, set the intention 
that I want to own whatever part of this is inside me that's causing me to see all of this fault and to feel like all of this blame is worthy and to pause it and say, this is a person I care about. This is my child. This is my spouse. This is my partner. This is my mother. This is my father. Maybe this is my colleague. Maybe this is my friend. And to just start with the initial thing of what is it that I feel grateful for about having this person in my life? It's the most beautiful place to start. It stops us in the track. It stops that snowball. Literally, like you think there's nothing that can stop that snowball from rolling down the hill, but this does. This stops the snowball of fault finding and blame. We have to bring ourselves into a quiet place. We have to set the intention that we want to stop that snowball from rolling. And then we can ask that question. Why do I feel grateful to have this person in my life? And that may hopefully start to generate a few things. Because whatever relationship with we're in, there's always something good here. There's always something that we cherish, hopefully. Otherwise, that's another conversation whether or not this person should be in your life. So then you might ask yourself, what is it that this relationship needs right now? What is it that I need right now to let go of whatever I'm holding on to here so that we can move into, back into a better space? What do I need here? And again, the only person we have control over in this scenario is ourselves. So what do I need here? One thing, if this happens to be arising as you're sheltering in place, or it's somebody that you live with regularly, like maybe a child or a spouse or a partner, and maybe that parent, or you work with regularly, is maybe you need a little bit of space. If we're sheltering at home in close quarters, a little bit of space could be helpful. You know what? I'm going to take a break and not have dinner tonight. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to, you know, go sit in my room. I'm going to do something. It's totally a valid response to say, I'm going to take a little space right here and give myself that moment. The other thing as we start to get a little space is we can begin to consider how might I begin to relate to that person or be in space and time with that person in a new way? Because we're all at home a lot right now, I know I am, like I'm in a sort of a set routine. But I also need, as much as I need routine to keep things structured, I also need to shake up the routine. I've actually gone as far as moving furniture around in my house in places just so it can feel a little less like Groundhog Day. <laughs> but relationships can become irritating because everything is feeling the same. And we actually need some novelty in our lives. We need something to be new. We need something to be a little bit surprising, but not in a scary way, in order to activate those endorphins, those feel-good chemicals. So in a relationship that's feeling kind of frustrating or annoying, one of the ways to start to approach that is saying, what could we do that's totally different? Maybe if we always watch TV in the evening on this couch, like, could we pull out a game? Could we actually go through our costume box and, like, pretend it's Halloween and have a Halloween party tonight? Could we, you know, change up the dishes that we eat on and swap who does what in making food? Or maybe we make um, food that goes with one of our favorite holidays. Literally changing something up, putting a novel experience will change the interaction. It's like magic doing something you have you are not doing all of the time changes perspective and it changes the interaction. 
So I invite you as you're considering where you are in this space of time and sheltering in space with people, what relationships are sort of thriving here? I'm hearing from so many people, particularly relationships with um, family or friends who are at a distance that are getting renewed and rejuvenated because people, even though we always had Zoom or had a virtual connection available to us, many of us didn't use it. We're now using it. And those closest to you, it might be getting harder. So thinking about opportunities you can have for noticing where you might be in blame and fault game, recognizing what the consequences are, pausing, intending to make the change, beginning with gratitude for that person in your life, asking yourself, what do I need? And then finally, how can we shake it up and bring something new into the space? So this is your offering, offering for the week so that we can continue to thrive in the most important relationships we have. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to experience the full game-changing potential of the questions we explore, be sure to add your name to our mailing list at www.couragetobecurious.com. Our subscribers receive weekly notification of the podcast along with specific tools for using these questions on a daily and weekly basis to create positive and powerful impact. As always, the questions we explore on the podcast can be found in our Live, Lead, and Love with the Courage to be Curious card decks that are available at liveleadlovecourageously.com. And if you are interested in harnessing the power of productive curiosity for your company or organization, contact us about scheduling a professional development experience. In the meantime, keep wondering your way to brilliance.